God, it is Tuesday afternoon, that time of the week. That's right. You're listening to We Radio, everybody. It's the 23rd of June, 2020. No. I can't believe it. Seriously, I say that every week. We, we say, oh, but, stop it, Daddy. Yeah, yes, it's you great, can. isn't yes, it? It's so can. great. It's you Tuesday. Can believe it. Time goes past so quick every week. It's so good to be here. You're listening to your co host, Daddy. Ergil. And Bushra. Bushra's Welcome. not feeling well today, but she's I'm gonna, I'm gonna come here today because that's how dedicated she is. If isn't this that is right, her not feeling mode, I know. you know, mashallah. Hey, I'm smiling. I know, that's, that's right. why I said. And I'm trying to emit that positive, when positive I, energy. I love it because you know what? You can make yourself feel sick by just saying I'm sick and feeling down. If you look at yourself in the mirror and then give yourself a <laughs> smile, you realise how it's going to just spread. You're going to spread the smile. It's like a drop in the water. I remember going to a, um, a seminar once and, and the presenter said that. It's like um, you drop a um, drop in the water and how it spreads. That's how a smile is and that's how, um, that's how you know, love spreads. It's just that's like right. a drop in the water. Bushra, so positive energy. Thank you for coming, Bushra, and being our anchor. I was actually really nervous when you said you're not feeling well and I thought you were going to say, Egilabla, can you steer? I was going to turn around and say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm sick, I'm not feeling well. But I missed you guys in the last couple of weeks. How have you been? We've been good. We've just been surprised every week by how time's flying. Oh, Stop it, you two. So when they we know that now. You know why I said that? Because I was actually in the car listening to music and like one of our old podcasts came on and we were talking about, oh, my God, 2020, what a write-off. You, that was the program about us having Eid when we had Nas here. And that's why I came up thinking, oh, my God, it's the 26th. Again, it's been a month since that program. Wow. How it's just gone so quickly. Before you know it, it's going to be Eid again. That's oh, exactly no. right. That's yeah. right. But we have a very good program set out for us today, don't we, Edgar? We sure do. We've got a special guest here, Mariam, which we'll introduce to you very soon. Uh, we're going to talk about brain health. And as soon as I read this and I'm like talking about brain health and brain, well, smarty, brainy food or whatever we want to call it, I straight away <laughs> thought about a walnut. Am I right on the right on the money with this one? I'm going to, well, stay tuned and you'll hear a bit later on in the show when we introduce you guys to Mariam Metway. Metwally, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Bushra, I know we don't talk about weekends, but I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. How you been? I've been very busy. Busy? Very How's good. school? It's that time of the year where I'm going to say I've got an influx, a wave of um, papers that I need to mark, but it's like a tidal wave this time. Yeah. Because of the pandemic, we've just yes. got everything that's been um, moved, pushed out. And yep. for that reason, I've just got, I've just, I'm inundated with papers that we need to mark and deadlines to It's a teacher's life. You know what? I used it to is. think that you have to be a teacher in this world, you know, because you guys have like, you know, 40 weeks off the whole year. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't never, mean that. It's like, you sorry. only work 40 weeks and yeah, then you got Let's meet down at the car park and have this conversation. Yes, we will. We'll take it off air. Uh, but I actually take my hat off to all the teachers out there. And yes, um, how's it been face-to-face teaching? Tell me Incredible. about that. Incredible. It was a bit of an adjustment for me. It took me about two weeks to, to get really back into get back into the grind sure. um, but now I'm so thankful and so grateful that we had that time off because I feel that students are now appreciating the face-to-face interaction so much more and just the whole um, social aspect of learning in a classroom dynamic and we almost school holidays you're looking oh, forward yes, to it? Yes, I'm counting down the So days. it's kind of a bit of a break. I reckon the kids got back into it and then they had three or four weeks at school, depending on which school they go to, and now it'll yeah, be back. And then back to trials straight after the two-week holidays. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, I can see Daddy Abla cringing. No, it's that time of the year, isn't it? Absolutely. For those students too. I just want to ask a question while you're talking about um, exams and things and marking. Um, obviously, our PNC had their first meeting yesterday because I didn't know that by legislation they weren't allowed to even have um, virtual, virtual meetings. So there's been a lot of back-end stuff. Mm. But anyway, yesterday we had our first one and our principal had told us that they're not going to be giving the first-term reports until next term or something um are you guys also doing report cards as well are you is we that are. in the process of yeah, that no, as well no, we, they're doing back. report cards but it's just going to be later she was no, saying we're okay. just going back to the ground wow. as per okay. usual yeah. however the only change that we will be implementing is going through parent teacher interviews through yes online zoom. yep zoom as well and, that's what they were talking um, about as well and that options i yep. mean a phone call option is available as well yep. however we are we have yeah. announced that we're going to do parent-teacher interviews through Zoom. Yeah, our school said most, that as well yesterday. Most schools are doing that. Yeah. Most schools have postponed it because they've postponed because they have thought also that um, they haven't had enough face-to-face -face teaching to be able to yeah. mark the child, which also makes perfect sense because, I mean, um, come on, we all have, must admit, all of a sudden, um, everybody, all parents were expected to be teachers overnight, uh, big adjustments, and <laughs> I like how you're laughing because I said that. Um, and yeah, they were just, and the kids too, you know, having to jump on either an iPad or a computer and, and try to study and... Um, you know, uh, learn on their own. And, you know, because my idea of homeschool, you know, home or doing distance any kind of work education. with a home or distance education is just the homework bit. You're supposed to teach them in class. They're supposed to come home and practice. But that didn't happen, obviously. They were expected. They were given all this workload. And these parents that probably haven't seen a math book in a very long time were all mm. of a sudden expected to be maths teachers, science or any other thing And overnight. work at the same time. Oh, don't even go there. <laughs> yes, I know. How many Look, yeah. Zoom, Zoom yeah. meetings have I been on where people, the kids mm. just walk in straight in and say, Mom, I have yeah. a question. And it's like, uh, I'm actually on a professional you know, working. I mean, I want to echo the sentiments of what Bush and I just said a few yes. minutes ago. The fact that, you know, I think kids have realised it's not just school what school they've appreciated school a lot more and you know I've echoed this before and it, it is important that kids have actually started to realize it and any kids that you speak to you know year seven or year eight or year nine or, year 10, or even parents have realized that the importance of school so um, you know it's at that time again but you know what it's not just schools I think all organizations have changed I mean my heater's gone kaput like my gas heater it's it's working <laughs> then it stops so I rang Reem today to get a service call in and she said normally they'll come in and they'll fix your they'll repair it while oh, please they're don't there. tell me they use COVID as the excuse. No, well, she said to me, oh no, they didn't God. use COVID, but they said, she said to me, our work practices have changed and what we're doing is we're coming to the house we're trying to keep a 1.5 distant thing. She asked me all these questions, yeah, COVID questions first, and said they're going to take the um, the heater away, the gas heater, to back to their warehouse and fix it there and bring it back. But there's a week to two week turnaround. And oh I'm like, my God, oh just my God. freeze to death. So I'm like, I'm just going to have to turn my heater on, or the aircon heater at least, yeah. you know. But she, I mean, she, um, but, but listening to her and other organisations too, everybody's changed their practices over goes to about to how this is obviously Absolutely. you know affecting everybody. So Absolutely, schools are measuring temperatures of children. Um, we are um, sanitising more than we ever have and hence the dry hands mm. um, and you know our but you whole know life what? has changed. Everything seems at the end of the day life has changed but I think we're still plodding along we're all healthy and everything and we need to appreciate what we've got don't we right? Absolutely yeah. 100% agree 100% agree speaking of such um, and schooling I have some great news to share I haven't been here for a couple of weeks but uh, Mindif has finally moved to our actual main campus in Auburn so the first schooling day which was very exciting but I couldn't make it oh. 
yes, a big cheer. I've yeah. been wanting to use that for such a long time. Oh, perfect opportunity. Remember how you so, guys, yes. I, I, it's an applause. It was an applause. applause. Yes, Mr. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Um, so, yes, uh, schooling has started uh, on the 10th of June. Um, was the very first day. They It was ha- just happened to be that we got the approval on the Thursday um, to finally be able to move to our main campus. And, and you opened the following week, Edward? We actually moved over the weekend, believe it or not. Wow. We, our biggest promise to the parents were as soon as we get approval, we will move that weekend. And we did that. We did have some technical issues, as you could expect. Um, so Monday was public holiday. Tuesday, we just had a pupil free day. And Wednesday so was back long, to school. Nice so four-day long weekend abs- to do it. Yeah, wow. exactly. So everything was done. Uh, three truckloads of um, and lots of people carrying lots of furniture and books and everything. But it was done. And alhamdulillah, we've moved to our new campus, which is really really exciting news um, we've been inundated with applications for because we've moved with people wanting to you've got the space um, now and the more we have the, the space but we haven't got the capacity wow. we're actually at maximum capacity at well the that's moment, congratulations to yes, Marty as absolutely. well that's another so, big milestone and a big achievement isn't it absolutely another one to add to our um, you know very first list you know, of ticks absolutely <laughs> alhamdulillah I think it's important now, to acknowledge all the people that put in the high absolutely yards, so and all those everyone. people who probably helped over the weekend to move absolutely. as well it's obviously a team effort and it, a community sure effort, is. right? It sure is. So wow. it's, it's been an amazing um, journey. It's been a, a bit of a, you know, ups and downs and whatnot, but we got there in the end and really excited. And, um, yes, I do take my hat out to everybody out there that, um, you know, ran around uh, to make it happen. Including yourself. Well oh, done. Don't worry mm. about me. <laughs> well so, done. Yeah. Now, we had a friend who actually wanted her daughter to go there last year, I think, and there mm-hmm. was no room. So all of a sudden I've sent her on a Snapchat or I think an Instagram post, the Marty bus going from a house. I'm like, huh? How what? did that happen? What? So I rang him like, what? She goes, yes, I finally got him. Both my girls are going there now. I so know who so you're excited. talking about. So yes, it was really good. Really I thought, excited. well, that's great. So it's not lovely for those parents who have been waiting on the waiting Absolutely. list and now finally be able to Absolutely. have those things Look, happen. It's been, so. It has been. A, it's, uh, we thank everybody for their patience. It has been. And um, we also thank everybody for believing in us. Yes, we you know, uh, we got there in the end. And now to the bigger project. And can't wait till we finally see all our classes all the way to year 12 done. Inshallah, that'll happen too. Inshallah. Small steps up. Absolutely. Small wins need to be acknowledged as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, you're listening to We Radio with your co-hosts, Bushra, Adgul and Daria, and it is the 23rd of June. And we would you guys like to break for a yes, song? Yes, absolutely. And then we can move right along to our, our second half. Um, second half of our program where we have the fantastic Mariam, who is a nutritionist, dietitian as well, an accredited one. I want to know the difference between an accredited nutritionist so and I. one who doesn't have the accreditation <laughs> yes uh, so hopefully we can have all of our questions answered and then um we will move right along in our absolutely program. ladies and gentlemen stay tuned but we've got a song going for you bushat what do we have this one's a request by yourself who it said i love you but i lied michael bolton oh this is a good one an oldie but oldie a goldie. Can I ask what the motivation was? Oh, you know what? I just always one. really liked Michael Bolton's voice. Okay. The song probably There's only one is or two totally songs of him that's pretty good. Exactly. And it's totally ir- anyway. irrelevant. I've never so lied about like my love. So you just like the tune and... No. Okay. <laughs> you've, you've never lied about <laughs> <laughs> So let's listen to him. All right, ladies. Here we go. Love's the 
Oldie but a goodie. Wasn't that a amazing, an amazing voice? Yes, it was. It was. Okay. Uh, thank you, Bishar, for taking us way back and playing a little request for me there. Thank you guys for entertaining myself and Mariam during the <laughs> okay. song break. What are you trying to say there, Bishra? So um, we, uh, Bishra's what, what? politely trying to say that we should both keep our day job, Daria, <laughs> that we are hopeless singers and that we should never do that again because... Um, Fair enough. Yes. And she's just too nice to say anything to us. But anyway, thank you. She's giggling and she's about to fall off her chair because it is that funny. Yes, we were singing, ladies and gentlemen, and it was scary. Lucky the windows are still in- intact. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's get some serious uh, onto some serious business here, which is uh, the most important part or one of the most important parts of our body, the brain. Let's um, introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, to our very special guest, Mariam Metwally. Hello, thank you so much for having me on today. No, thank you for coming in. I'm sure you're very busy with all this um, brain food that we're about to find out about. Uh, so that our um, listeners and us yep. can know a bit about a bit more about you, can you tell us a bit about Yeah, um, sure. Marianne? So I am an accredited... Oh, 
I always buckle on this word. I'm a, I'm a dietitian, a credited practicing dietitian as a nutritionist. Um, and I've just been someone who graduated last year. And yes. I've just been um, working mainly in private practice um, across Sydney, a few different clinics, um, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, getting some different experience here and there, like, for example, in research um, and other areas. Um, so, yeah, it's just a little bit exciting. Bit of a weird year to be starting out um, with COVID times, but it's, yeah, it's been good. So have you been, just on the COVID subject, have you been seeing patients um, online? Like most, most yeah. Places, so or are you still doing face to face? I actually, I have. I've been doing on like online a bit before COVID as well. So it's actually oh, wow. really good. So um, I've been offering that, that as an option. But I think COVID did encourage me to kick me into gear to you know offer it. So it was a smooth transition for you. Yeah, I was like, all right, oh, like let's do this. We well, kind of yeah, it did force me to get my, my you know my stuff together. I'm like, all right, it's time to do this. Um, but in saying that, there's still been plenty like face to face. So I think people again maybe come a few months ago, people were a bit more worried. But now it's completely fine. You know, I and, think this is a blessing in disguise because a lot of businesses have actually well the whole COVID. 19 has instigated the use of technology and just you know bringing out that opportunity um so it's really good to see that you've taken that on board for sure and i think it's so helpful because like for example i was consulting with a client in melbourne um i was like okay this would never be possible without you know zoom you know good old zoom and she was even showing me like all supplements and she's like oh this is so good she was like if i was seeing you in person i couldn't actually do this Uh-huh. Mariam, you just said that you graduated. Can you tell us um, exactly what you graduated yep. from? What did you study? Yeah, so I did a Bachelor of Science majoring in Nutrition and Metabolism at Sydney Uni and then I also did my Masters of Nutrition and Dietetics um, there last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my God, it sounds like a mouthful. Did you <laughs> want to always, did you know that you wanted to do that? You wanted to pursue this yep. career? Or? I actually did. Um, I think if you asked me in year 11 or year 10 what I wanted to do, I was like, I've got no clue what I want to do. Um, but then I got probably yeah, around year 11, year 12, I got really interested in health. Um, look at the time a lot of it wasn't the most evidence-based um, I fell into a lot of you know diet traps which I guess we can speak about you know but things that people fall for all the time so I realized one day I'm like I've got a really big interest in health and nutrition and I was just thinking about what's the best path to do that so I'm really glad that I did end up going through you know an evidence-based institution and you know decided to you know have my science training so that really changed my thinking and you know my opinions I guess so much because mm. before it was like, you know, oh, what does this blog say? What does this book say? Um, because that broadens your um, your workspace as well. And as what as of, of, of obviously what else you can do as well if you're doing it, in if you're practising that rather yeah, than just doing sure. food, right? So I think the nice thing about being a dietitian is that it's really, really broad. So you can mm. work in, for example, clinical work, which is one of the main um, distinguishing factors between, like, for example, a dietitian and nutritionist is that I could work in a hospital um, in saying that it's not my area of interest. Um, mm. So you can do clinical work. You can work one-on-one with patients with medical conditions such as, you know, um, diabetes, heart disease and all other medical conditions. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, you know, I couldn't have done that if I went through a different route. Correct. Um, but then it's also so versatile. You can work in, like I mentioned earlier, you can work in research. You can, can pursue a PhD from that. Um, you can work in community and like with organizations such as you know Oz Harvest so it's, yeah it's really versatile mm. wow that's pretty interesting actually so do you do you, do you say, where would you see yourself in I mean I know you just start off career but is this what you want to do from now or would you see yourself opening up your own practice and continuing on with these things or mm. branching out somewhere else is this 
Yeah. So, um, like I think the nice thing, like I said, I'm still kind of exploring a few different right, things. Yeah. Um, I definitely do think I've got an interest in research. So if I can, you know, take another couple of years at uni, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see where we go. But for now, um, I'm very happy to be, you know, continuing in private practice and mm-hmm. you know, continue working one on one with women, um, particularly in you know, like I mentioned, like the topic of today, saying so things like brain health. But mm-hmm. um, another area of interest for me is women's health and you know, f- through like preconception, postpartum pregnancy. Oh, so that's a really yeah. massive area for me. That yeah. was I was that was one of my questions further down the track. But is it just females that you guys see in your in your clinic, or is no. it males? So, um, for me, when I speak about fertility and early life nutrition, I actually think both partners need to be involved because, at the end of the day, it's 50 50. Um, right. But in saying that, I do tend to see more women. More women sure. oh, thank you so much for mentioning that. I think mm. there's a big misconception or there's a knowledge mm. gap there. A lot for of sure. the times, uh, there's the expectation that it's just the female that should oh, be absolutely. <laughs> um, informed about this. But I mean, it takes two to tango, right? Exactly. And I don't think it's an ethnic thing either. I think years ago yes. we'd always have it. It was a preconception th- theory and a knowledge mm. that oh, it's an ethnic thing. Men won't go; but just be women. But actually, mm. as I've gotten to see more people around, you talk to people, and obviously you see that it's just it's a gender thing. It's just a male and female. Oh, males don't. Most males don't want to be involved. Again, I said most because there are obviously some that is it, do. What is it so it's not, I don't think it's gender. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a community or ethnic based mm. anymore. Why is, is what that? we probably thought I actually before. agree with you. Is, yeah? it, is it because it's confrontational? What is it? Is there a, is there an underlying? Uh, do you have any knowledge yeah. or maybe perhaps something that you can shed some light on? So I actually think people just aren't aware. So they think look the girls that like oh, you get pregnant so I can be fine so like you see all the time people women change their whole diet women especially when it comes to infertility they're like okay I need to change my whole life yeah. to you know help um, achieve you know my goals but then people don't actually think that the male plays just as an important role I think they think yep yeah, look I've, you know I'm not the one that's carrying a baby for nine months I think that's where it comes from when you just, a question was why maybe just Mariam's just hit the nail on the head it's because a female is carrying the baby for nine or 40 weeks or whatever or nine months mm. so it, she has to change and do all the things that are necessary like she's got to change her lifestyle or exercise regime and all those things but again obviously and I think it might come the fact that you know um men's you know men are only involved to a certain point and then yeah, but, a, but then again do you know what I mean like you, even of course it is but so I suppose it comes down support. to females to, um, raising men and uh, raising our children in fact that as you get older it, that's the knowledge of it sort of thing rather than just leave it I don't know then people might be embarrassed about it I don't know there's obviously lots of reasons why I'm guessing right don't you know true Edgar Love was just smiling I'm just I'm um, <laughs> just listening and absorbing I've got a lot of questions to yeah, ask so and I'm getting really why don't you excited. ask your question off you go Edgar. I just wanted ask to ask um, before we go into brain food because I know that's uh, yeah. like um, I can see uh, Vishal smiling because she's getting really excited because <laughs> we're talking about healthy foods as she's a bit of a health food <laughs> freak herself um, so I just want to ask you what why would why would somebody want to come and see you just so yep. for my listeners and for me for a nutri- so and nutritionist and um dietitian so, dietitian yeah, yeah. so it's it's like for dummies like me is yeah, it yeah. the same thing <laughs> um it's not actually it's so not, yeah. Basically, as a nutritionist, um, you can, like, there's different trainings. So, but the one thing is that it's not a protected term. Mm-hmm. So, you can, you know, go to uni and be nutritionist and, you know, you're super qualified, but mm-hmm. they don't have the specific training to be working one-on-one with um, with clients. Sure. Um, but then I think the other concern is that some people can just use the word nutritionist having done a two-week online course. Right. Um, That's and, what you meant earlier about qualified yeah. and yeah. Um, accredited. Uh, and accredited. The dietitian, like I mentioned, that you, you know for sure that they're qualified and 
we have a quote, quotation by the Dietitians Australia. Um, sure. So, you know, you have to maintain your professional development Absolutely. Um, and the like. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody come yeah. to see you? So I think there's so many reasons. Um, but, you know, for example, it could be that you're suffering a medical condition that, mm-hmm. you know, you, we know that nutrition can play such a big part in so many conditions. So just to really help improve your quality of life, um, for example, reduce your reliance on medication. Um, and again, not to say I have an issue with medication. Um, if, it's, if it's necessary, it's necessary. But for example, sure. in the space of like diabetes, we have really strong evidence that medical nutrition therapy administered by dietitians is more effective than standard like medication. So I just think it, you'd be crazy not to, you know. I have to actually 100% agree to that because my mum was diagnosed with diabetes yeah. about oh, three years ago now and um, my dad's been a diabetic all his life and mm-hmm. he's all the way up to insulin. But then um, she actually didn't take it really well and mm. she said no because and, and she didn't accept it and I just just by changing her diet ever so slightly not even going to a nutritionist mm. or a dietitian or anywhere um, she refused to take the medication that the doctor mm. the, the doctor mm. prescribed her and she actually maintained her um, her levels believe it or not it what was, was like what was the reason for not wanting the medication? she didn't want to she's, go on to medication mm. and she had also many years ago was also diagnosed with high blood pressure and wow. she's like I'm not going to take this and um, my husband's uh, also the same like it's medication and sometimes yeah, people right. don't hand um, you know, because it's once you start, you've got to take mm, it for the rest of your that's life. That's right. So, you know, you disagree. So, um, mm-hmm. having, you know, simple changing your diet or and different blood levels, because I do remember um, uh, having to get involved with a nutritionist, I guess, um, in terms of uh, assisting a cancer patient um, mm. a couple of years ago. I do remember they took, you know, blood, you know, different blood types, and my husband's very. Um, interested in that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and he's always like saying well you know uh, blood type A should be eating this type of meat where blood type B should be eating and I just sit there. Is just... that evidence based because yeah. I've researched <laughs> that as well so I'm a A negative yeah. and apparently well I've all my life I've preferred veg- vegetables so mm-hmm. I prefer veggies over yep. meats and poultry and Maybe after just, reading into that yeah. it, I, it was proven well the, the research suggests around that suggests mm-hmm. that A negative um, blood type are quite sensitive and they prefer greens over um, meats. But is that what you're supposed to eat? So you asked if it's evidence-based and we actually don't have any evidence to suggest suggest that your blood type influences which diet is best for you. Sure. Um, in saying that, look, if, like you mentioned, if you feel better on vegetables, you know, it's completely fine. Um, and I, I've asked, well, to answer, go back to your question, why you should see a dietitian, because it'll really help you to figure out which diet is best for you because we're all individual. Yes. You know, to Google and find a cookie cutter meal plan, that's not going to be beneficial and if anything I see all the time people coming to me after having tried a thousand and one diets and they're just so confused they're like look I tried XYZ it worked until it didn't and you know and that's when they come to me and I'm like look suddenly I think we'd save ourselves so much hassle to just go straight just like you know I'm no expert in like to save you your car you go see like you know yeah. a, a mechanic so Subject matter exactly so you're like okay it kind of just saves the, the headache of trying to figure it out yourself and you could miss the mark. You could be right, but you could miss the mark. Yeah. So like you said, it sounds like your mum's done a fantastic yeah. job yeah. and she's been all on top of it. Um, but it's not just even just having the support as well. So, and, and also in terms of then, because as soon as you say dietitian, the first thing that comes to mind is weight loss. Mm-hmm. Is that like pr- what percentage, a higher percentage <laughs> of your clients would be coming um, to see you for that or not necessarily? So I think I like it. It does tend to be a reason, like you mentioned, yeah. people think, oh, look, I can't eat this way. Or actually, for me, it's a common referral for, from doctors. Sure. And as long as I assess the patient, I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually don't think weight loss is the highest priority. And in saying that, I always discuss with the, um, the client, you know, what their goals are, sure. what they want to get out of it. Um, and like, to an extent, yeah, it's a, it is a big chunk because, you know, there's, it's kind of seen as the ideal in society. But 
it's not always the case that um so i always like to you know have a conversation about weight where you know it may be beneficial to lose weight but it's not that it's completely necessary and there's so much we can do without even focusing on weight and the number on the scales um doesn't that sound so like oh my god interesting <laughs> like complete that. opposite of what you would hear from Exactly. It's Someone like, else. It's, I mean, you, you know, like, you go to, I've, I've heard this so many times, you go to a doctor and then the first thing, I know. you know, you, typically <laughs> doctors, you need to lose weight. Yeah. I'm like, you know, the next person that says that I want to just like punch them in the face. It's like, but a, it, it really, it just really seems that you try to understand the priorities of your clients mm. and what is important to them and then basically tailor. And ta- yeah, exactly. Tailor. To meet yeah, that's right. Needs, which is crucial. And that's what's absolutely, yeah, tailored personalized device is absolutely the key. Like no matter whether it's weight loss, whether it's any dietary concern, it's always tailored um yeah for sure excellent okay well ladies um this is an amazing um topic of conversation <laughs> even though we haven't even brushed on brain what food we have outlined for today i know would you guys like to break for a song let's let's have a, a song and uh just um yeah and come back with the, some more interesting questions to um we'll dive, dive in, deep into the topic of brain food brain food Brain health. Sounds I keep saying good. brain food. It's brain health. Brain food, brain health. Yeah, when you say potato, brain, potato. Like, is it? Same. same. Potato. All right, potato. ladies, we've got another song by Edgar, one of Edgar Lobb's favourites. Oh, no, you could have played. Oh, okay, right. Grace. Fire away, go on. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. No more.
Multiple award-winning luxury European jewellery store has the best designs at reasonable prices. Come visit us at Shop 2 Station Road, Auburn, or visit our online store, kikilijewellery.com.au. Two Triple O's station sponsor. Sydney Foot Surgery is run by podiatric surgeons specialising in reconstructive foot and ankle surgery in Sydney. With over 20 years' experience, we are committed to delivering superior clinical outcomes and a positive patient experience through best available care and technology. To make an appointment with Dr. Hyde Dotto's John, call 9362 8838. 2 Triple O's station sponsor. Have you been to Goes the King lately? We started our journey 20 years ago and now have nine locations across New South Wales being Liverpool, Bankstown, Rhodes, Hurstville, Macquarie, Darling Harbour, Top Ride, City Central and Blacktown. We not only make the best Gozlemi in Sydney, we also offer homemade desserts, rice pudding, kazandibi and our signature dessert, Knefe. Franchising opportunities available. Email us on franchising at gozlemiking.com.au 2 Triple O's station sponsor. Want to give the gift of the land down under? Yes! Head to Corporal Souvenirs for all your Australian gifts. Shop 218 Paddy's Market, Haymarket. Mention this ad for a 10% discount. Well, that was What Is Love and we had some ads there. Thank you very much to Bushra. Our, um, we don't call you a pilot anymore. Why? I don't know. I like that word. Our pilot today. Isn't, isn't it technically supposed to be an anchor? It's an anchor. Oh, there we go. She our wants anchor. the word anchor. Our anchor. So are you an anchor woman? <laughs> Is that what, you, what I'm supposed to call you? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's get serious. We have Mir- Mariam back here and we were talking off air about um, her services. But more importantly, we're going to get into our real subject now. Brain food. Brain health. I, brain health. Brain food. <laughs> so it is your typical word. You are what you eat. Is that right? Do you agree? To an extent, yeah. I think what we eat can really, like, the changes that can happen in your body on like, can happen super, super fast. Yes. Um, but more to the point of brain health, actually, yeah, because um, our brain structures, and, like, all the cell membranes in our brain are actually comprised of fat. So when people say something like, you mentioned earlier, walnuts are good for your brain or yep. salmon. That's absolutely on the money because our brains are comprised of those fats, those DHA, um, you know, long chain omega um Omega-3 fatty acids. So, yeah, I, I think you, to an extent you are what you eat. But also, um, there's another saying, you are not what you eat, you're what you ate, but you're what your grandma ate because... What your grandma ate? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the oldies God. used to eat very natural and, you know, no non-processed foods, right? Well, That's what you're getting at? No, not that. It's because you have a whole bunch of um, what we call epigenetic changes that occur when pretty much a woman's pregnant. Not, not just her offspring, but her offspring's future, like babies so that's why i'm like oh my god like people think it's a long time so that's why it's such an important that so it's part so of your genetics and your dna Epi- yeah so what you wow. eat can affect how your genes are expressed absolutely i mean i remember 2j sh- shared an article with me saying that you're actually carrying your your kids yeah. eggs 
Hang on a second. So you're telling me the way my consumption at the moment is going to affect my grandchildren? The good news, well, the good news is that it's very dynamic. How so, for example, I like. <laughs> all right, we better we better start to eat more healthy, girls. Well, not you, Bishra, but I try to eat healthy as much Bishra, as I can. Why but is I've it confronting? Continue. You're the healthiest person in the no, room. But think about the effect and the impact you're absolutely. having absolutely. on the future generations. Yep. Yep. You know, the the decision that. that you're making today, it's serious. I, I mean, didn't know your food. I didn't know whether your food intake actually affected that. I mean, other things maybe yes, yeah. but not that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's wow. something I've learned today. Yeah, because it is in in the genes. That's what they say. Sorry, it's, it's how the genes are expressed. So the genes are kind of hardwired, but then yeah. what you eat and what you do, what you live, how, that that express that affects how your genes are expressed, which is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, that's wow, interesting. That's so I was just kind of thinking techno- technologically then, because. Um, my great-grandparents didn't have mobile phones. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I remember when the first mobile phone was invented. Jeez, um, I feel old when I just said that. <laughs> it sounds like that, you know, the listeners are going to go. But so food. Wow. I'm just like just trying to have that I'm actually idea. trying to process that. Exactly. Right well. so, so talking incredible. about food then, so off air we're discussing you can have too much, obviously, of the bad foods, but you said you can also have too much of the good foods. I didn't know that you can have too much of the good foods. Well, we're just have one of those. Oh, it's a salad. I'll just have more. Yeah. So, well, salad. Look, in my opinion, I'm like, look, no one. Like, only seven percent of Australians eat enough vegetables. So, by all means, please eat too much salad. Like, please, like, it's just um, the dressing, I guess. On all yeah. Stuff and again, like on. I always say, if you're going to add some dressing, like some extra virgin olive oil, which is, again is really good for your brain, um, or some, you know, balsamic, and that's going to make your vegetables taste better. Then no problem at all. Mm. But I think where people overdo the healthier foods is sometimes when you think, oh, it's like, for example. We're discussing the context of weight, weight loss and weight gain. So when it comes to weight loss, yeah, quantity does matter. So you, if you over eat, it's, it's you if know, you, the calories. Like you're just supposed to yeah. have like a handful of almonds, but I think if mm, I've yes. got a packet of almonds in front of me, I could just Smash keep nibbling it. it on it all mm. day. Unfortunately, so they're quite uh, taxing. On yeah, that's the, right. Uh, yes. Yeah, Mary, yes. we talked about olive oil as being good for the brain. So while we're talking about foods that are good uh-huh. for the brain, what other foods can, that are good? What are mm-hmm. good for the brain? So I guess I'll just give a bit of context about why brain health or why, why brain food is important. So people think, um, you know, for example, we were discussing the nutrition. Everyone knows what you eat affects your body and your health and your weight, for example. But no one ever thinks about your brain. And to me, I think it's incredible that it's not something that we're taught because our brains are, although they're tiny, they're obviously such an important organ. And what, how we eat can safeguard us against um, neurodegenerative conditions down the track. So things like dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, um, so and even mental health conditions so that's why i think why is, is no one taught this no one knows this mm-hmm. um so our brains like i mentioned a tiny organ but it requires 80 percent of our glucose intake so glucose being the main energy source of our body and two percent of oxygen levels um, in your body so it's a tiny organ but it gets very hungry and so naturally we need to fuel it appropriately um so i guess the foods that i'd say are really good for our brain it comes back it's quite similar to what's good for your overall health but particularly our heart health so you might have heard things like limiting saturated fats so things like your butter fried foods um like like the fat on like red meat all those sort of foods so we get saturated fat as well as our trans fats which is again your very highly processed foods and like your deep fried foods so those foods um again they're not great for your heart but again similar they're not great for your brain because our brains have tiny little vasculature 
and just like your brain uh, sorry your um, arteries can be clogged um, your brain is similar so that's why we do want to avoid those foods because they can yeah lead to more um, damage to our brain in the long term mm-hmm. um, and even um, things like memory we've got some new research to show that uh, diets that are really high in saturated fats can actually affect your memory, um, affect your memory. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah and learning so yeah wow, isn't it incredible. isn't it quite it's just to me it's such a learning curve to know that all the foods that you eat actually affect something have like, a domino effect on mm. your they do and and it affects the rest of your health and everything else that goes with it wow I, my husband always tells my kids before an exam like make sure you yes. eat <laughs> walnuts and he would actually go and also um pepitas and um sun um sunflower seeds yeah, yeah. is this actually true though but well, like I mentioned, yeah, there's the healthy fats. So yes. exactly. So like while we say we limit the saturated fats, the trans fats, what we want to include more of for a healthy brain is the good fats. So again, our omega-3 fatty acids, which you find um, in our nuts and seeds, in, but they're kind of a form that's less absorbed. It's still really healthy and we do want to include lots of those in our diet. Um, but something like oily fish, so like your salmon, your sardines, herring all of those sort of fishes um so don't like herring i don't Ew. like herring. Yeah, herring my husband loves herring but i just he's being ah uh, yeah don't like herring trout. Mariam, just yep. on yeah, that note how do we ensure that we absorb yep um the nutrients there you said absorption isn't as um yeah. as much for nuts as opposed to the fat uh, oily fatty yep. fish so how do we um ensure that the absorption is yeah. increased, perhaps. So I guess with um, that, it just comes down to different forms. So what the form that's in nuts and seeds is called ALA, and then in the body that converts to something called like the the long chain fatty acid, which is like DHA and EPA, which you might have heard of like on a fish oil capsule, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of the nature of, of the oil, so that's why it, it is really good to get a mix. Um, in saying that, for people that are ve- uh, vegan or vegetarian, you can still, um, you know aim to include as much as you can of those um, nuts and seeds. We've actually got some new research that shows for vegans and vegetarians, you do actually absorb more of those um, mm. fatty acids into the you know that more absorbed form, the DHA and the um, EPA. But I'd still definitely encourage for vegans and vegetarians to supplement with like an algae-based supplement, which is actually high in DHA. Right. Um, obviously, depending on you know if they need it, for example, um, just because yeah, those fats are so essential. Um, but for I guess people that aren't vegetarian or vegan and can handle fish, um, I'd encourage including those oily fish um, two to three times a week for okay. yeah, optimal brain health so how about um just with regards to our students who will be sitting the hsc our year 12s that are sitting the hsc um i guess diet is a lifestyle Mm -hmm. i mean i I always try to try to encourage that um but is it important to try to consume these types of foods prior Mm. to or is it like a week prior you consume you have you do like a overdose of like fatty fish and then you somehow miraculously assume that your body's absorbed all the nutrition from it information overnight like is that is that how it works or Um, is it like a long-term gradual few months look the reality is again things aren't maybe probably not that express in saying that i always like i remember in utah i'd encourage my friends me like i'm actually have a really healthy breakfast like a really good breakfast before your exam to fuel your your, your, you know your energy levels so for example for exam day something that would be really beneficial is having something like a low gi carbohydrate maybe some oats some whole grain bread but it'd be something like that because again like i mentioned the brain is glucose hungry you don't want to starve it um and then yeah you do you would want some healthy fats in there so maybe like some chia seeds like or some nuts or some almonds awesome. or something so all our young so listeners but what happens if you're allergic to nuts or like yeah. my daughter who doesn't like nuts i can't get nuts into her no That's nuts fine. whatsoever yeah. what do you where do you get those the oils or the healthy oils yeah, yeah. from is there any other 
um, other foods that you can yes. use so you can substitute them? So if you have yeah, nuts, again, like I mentioned, you could have so seeds if they would, like say, like the chia seeds, the flax seeds, the sesame. Okay, those ones are yep. all right. Um, okay. the nut, uh, well, sorry, um, probably better, yeah, is like eggs. Like, you know, you might say egg carbons, right, so they're right, omega-3 enriched. So mm. they're a good one. So if you don't, like, for some people that don't like fish, I'm like, you could always yeah, aim to have those as well. All right, so um, you have those eggs that will obviously yeah. contribute to yeah. the fact that you didn't have the fish. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, it's kind of getting the balance and, you know, working around. So, yeah, if you don't like the fish, maybe try to aim for, yeah, more of mm-hmm. those other plant-based foods. If you don't like the nuts and seeds, maybe more of the fish. Um, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. So, so, tell me, you've said, you've spoken about exam day morning. But, yes. like, is it, like, Later. the day you do it? <laughs> Like, is it going to work? Like, like Bishra just asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it just on the day? Like, because if your body's not used to having that breakfast and then all of a sudden, oh, I've got an exam today, so let me mm. have this really healthy diet, isn't it going to go into a bit of shock and go, what the hell's going on? Um, well, to go back to, I guess, Bushra's question, like, yeah, you probably, it is better to Building up. Ha- build up and have, like, sure. long-term healthy habits. Because, again, that's just going to impact on your memory. How well, so you're studying, for example, um, but, you know, your nutrition is going to help you, just like as your sleep and exercise helps to with retaining information. So it's something that, again, I definitely would be encouraging in the lead-up, for sure. Sure. Um, but, again, back on that point, I'd say sleep. Like, please, guys, don't cram. Because if you cram, like, you're not going to remember anything that you've learned. So you need that eight hours of sleep for an exam. I'd say. <laughs> Do you encourage sleep in your nutrition program? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it a topic that you raise? I think I speak about it with most clients, um, particularly with things like fertility and hormone and stuff. But really? it's so important for everything, even weight loss. So when people come to me and they're struggling to lose weight and then I find out, okay, how much sleep are you getting? And they're telling me, oh, like six hours. Like, you know, what we, what we actually know is if you don't get enough sleep or enough quality sleep, our hunger hormones, which actually, so, you know, the name's quite apt, like ghrelin, for example, it increases. So you, you might find tonight that you haven't slept very well. You're very snacky and you're generally, wow, your brain this is so true. goes for high energy, really palatable food. So things like chips, chocolate. It's not going to go for, oh, you know what? I'm going to go for like a really yummy, like nourishing. Avocado on toast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's me though. <laughs> so what is the recommended hourly sleep then? What would yep. you recommend to your clients? So for adults, we recommend um, seven to nine hours of sleep. Seven um, to nine hours. Yeah. And but- Quality sleep, or, yeah, quality. You know, or you know, there's so much, there's so many aspects to find quality. Well. But I mean, people usually say eight hours sleep is usually the recommended dose, and that's sort of around the rough range you've just said. Yeah. So, are you talking about bushy hours when you close your eyes completely so, so when like you wake some, it up? Some people are quite sensitive mm. sleepers, and then others are light. Some yeah. others are a little bit. But how do you know sleepers. if you've had a good quality sleep? You wake up in the morning and if you're feeling grumpy yes. and crappy, it's like, oh, God, I've just had a <laughs> But sometimes I find that the more you sleep, the more lethargic and tired you are. So it's like, yeah, I hate weekends because when you sleep in, it's just like you just, <laughs> where did that day just go? Yeah, you well, waste the day and then you're still quite tired exactly. as well. Well, that's exactly right. So as I, I mentioned, seven to nine hours, everyone's different. Some people can thrive on seven hours. And if they get like half an hour extra, they're like, I'm groggy. I can't, you know, function for the day. Yes. And vice versa, some people, they need the nine hours. But when you have a big sleep in, you're right, sometimes you feel really groggy and gross because, again, when it comes to sleep, having we know that having less than the seven hours and having more than the nine are both negative. So you want to be in that sweet spot between in seven and nine. Spot. So is that myth about I'll catch up on sleep, does that affect your brain as well? <laughs> um, you know, when you don't get enough question. sleep through the week and then I'll yeah, sleep so in. And- from like again what we know is that you can't technically catch up on sleep and is important to do the day in day out in saying that if you had a big week like it's completely understandable to catch Mm -hmm. up but it doesn't completely reverse the damage if that makes sense so it's it's um to to do it in you know the proper timelines and Mm. um, just a little side question 
does sleep impact brain health? Yes. Yeah. Just yep. to tie back into Absolutely. the topic. Absolutely. So when it comes to brain health, like nutrition, obviously that's the part I'm speaking about because that's what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but exercise is being and sleep and stress are super important for brain health. So we've got really strong quality evidence that shows, you know, um, people that maintain their fitness levels like both aerobic and anaerobic or like you know strength training um it protects your brain against age-related losses um and also helps keeping you you know your memory working sharp and you know um but then sleep as well so again if you're having if you're not functioning quality sleep like you just think about like you mentioned if you feel groggy that's just in the short term so in the long term it yeah it's really not great i have another question this is really um i've got my brain's just going million miles an hour now maybe (laughs) maybe that well not that i had this morning Uh, it's just kicked in. It just kicked in. I'm joking. Sorry. I took too off air about that. Today. I'm sorry. Now you just made me forget, which comes to my question. Um, memory loss. Mm-hmm. So um, I find sometimes that, um, and I've, I've heard this from a lot of people, um, are there special foods that helps with memory loss? Uh, do you find, I mean, I'm horrible with names. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you introduced me to somebody, I had to look at your name like three times. And it's like, um, is there special, like, because we're talking about brain and that's memory mm-hmm. is the brain. It's when you think of it. And sometimes I feel that I wish I could just take a vacuum and just empty my brain so that it can refresh with the, mm-hmm. the new the new information mm-hmm. because I just feel like it's so full that I can't remember things. Any recommendation to foods yep. and so, for anybody out there that has the same issue? Yeah. Um, so, again, when I speak about brain food and health, there's not one f- magical food that's going to improve Fix your it. memory or, like, you pop like pop one capsule, that's it, you, you, your memory yeah. is restored. But it comes back to what I was previously discussing. It's the whole dietary pattern of your yeah. eating day in, day out. So, again, if you just think about the, what's the like most well-researched diet in terms of our cognitive function and our brain health, it's what we call the Mediterranean diet, which is... Love this. I yes. Love this yes, I was waiting <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was waiting to see if that was coming. The, yeah. moment, the moment you said Mediterranean, we all just glanced yes. at one Because another. literally, you like, you'll hear it a lot. Yes. You do. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so let's hear the facts about this. Absolutely. Listeners. <laughs> so <laughs> actually, I can bring this into both brain health, but even mental health. So yeah. there's a really exciting trial that I can speak about. But just to go back to your question. Um, so what? firstly, what is the Mediterranean diet? Because I think we all think we follow to some part, but then when you think it's more traditional. So if you kind of think about like a village diet, like, you know, mm. um, what your grandma might have eaten, for example. Um, but really the focus is on plant foods. So getting in lots and lots of your fruits and your veggies, um, whole grains, um, so again, whole grain options, not the, not our white bread. Um, what else? Nuts and seeds, as we've mentioned. Um, legumes, so beans, lentils, chickpeas, they're absolutely like so good for your, your brain health because, mm-hmm. again, um, uh, I guess that brings us to another point is that fibre. So fiber is, again, a big part of the Mediterranean diet is a really high intake of fiber, which we know that there's a you know bi-directional link between our gut health and our brain health mm-hmm. and also mental health. So, you know, when you think what's good for our gut, fiber is absolutely the best thing. So yeah. similar to your brain, um, it's getting in, by, by focusing on these plant foods, you're really, you know, hoping you're getting into this high intake of fiber. Um, and, and then also, when you come, yeah. Sorry, um, sorry to rudely interrupt, <laughs> you're but okay. um, it goes back to our ancestry as well. Like having a look at what, I mean, let's look back at our ancestors and mm-hmm. how healthy they were. I mean, there were no, we had no issues with memory or, um, you know, health-related issues were mm. quite, um, in, like, they were minimal mm. in comparison mm. to our contemporary time. And I think when we look back, it's obviously a diet that was implemented because that was the only option they had available, but mm. it's something that worked. And going back to that, mm-hmm. isn't it impressive that, you know, we're now looking back and seeing the parallels 
Or even some of those foods that were considered to be poor man's food. Mm, lentils, you know, your lentils, olive, oil. olive oils, your, your, just your yeah. general onions, onions <laughs> and you know your yeah, tomatoes so and cucumbers, <laughs> and even some of the, um, the the oilier fishes that you mentioned, mm-hmm. like the herring and the trout, which was like they weren't looked at mm. as being rich man's food. How yes. all of a sudden it's the tide yeah. has turned, and now you've got. As soon as you've got a you know accredited <laughs> nutritionist sitting here going, oh, they're the good foods. You'll see all the rich people going, oh, that's exactly what I should have. Yeah. So I think it's also a mentality thing as well how the it's just don't you think so it is but i also think that um this day and age are the um the way that they grow the plants as well so even mm. you, you think that you are but i mean who, how many times have you pesticides put, and all put stuff yeah, in true. the fridge and your cucumbers just grown like you know three centimeters since you know <laughs> last when you bought it, it was all, the like toma- all the tomatoes all the potatoes got stuff coming the potatoes. out of them. it's right, just yeah. they don't last as long as they used to because they're not organic i mean i don't believe that when you you know you go into the woolies and then you got the organic corn um, it's like, what's the difference between that broccoli mm. and that broccoli? You know, they both came out of soil. So does that mean that they just put extra, I don't know, um, what it is? It's, I guess it's, the, that's, I believe, strongly believe that that's what's, what it's got to do with it as well. It's like back in the day with our grandparents, there wasn't so much artificial, even the chickens. I mean, you see so many videos these days that they're injecting, you know, chemicals into these chickens or the chickens are growing in three days and they're ready to eat. How healthy is it for us? We don't know. So these are all the things well, that I think are affecting. It's mm. demand. And the guess, artificial it? demand. but it's, People you know, are demanding to have chicken 24s. They want, yes, they want it there. Yes, exactly. And right. then so that's... What helps does obviously doesn't help our nutrition. So as well, I guess I was going to go back to your point in terms of you know comparing our ancestors and etc. Yes, the, the, our diets have changed so much, but if you could just compare, like there's just so much abundance that you can drive to any corner. You've got a Macca's, you've got you can walk into Coles again. I'm like I'm just going to pick up some some salad mix, and then you end up with exactly. you know there's just so yeah. much available to us. Exactly. Um, but I guess yeah, so I think it really is thinking about okay. What you mentioned, like that, but that's the fair point as well. But I think also what we know from the evidence is that all of the, you know, the pesticides and etc. Look, what we know is that there isn't a fundamental difference between organic and regular. Um, but in saying that, for me as a dietitian, my, my biggest concern is people just aren't eating the veggies. So that's so you're just, saying just get it in, however way you yeah. get just it. Just get in the veggies, like you know, wash them by all means. Obviously, yeah. I always recommend wash you, your fruit properly, yeah. your fruit and veggies. Um, but the biggest concern, if we're going back to brain health and you know overall body health is getting in those plant foods because i'm gonna ask people, a really dumb question yeah, <laughs> brain health obviously with and that's important food mm-hmm. it, does it make a does it make a difference if you leave it out of the fridge to in the fridge would that affect your life yeah like or like no for example if you have, some people have the tomato on the on the on the kitchen mm. table some put it in the fridge right yeah, and yeah. obviously the temperature of the tomato how you're supposed to eat it at its natural at, at its best and does that affect your how's gut or your brain silly, how does how's it that a silly question that's such a it's good actually question. yeah you're right like not a silly question at all um actually you mentioned it's funny that you mentioned tomato because that's one of the foods like i know my family we store it in the fridge but it's actually they've said, like like, the, the ideal is you keep it out of the fridge because the flavor is better i prefer i can't eat it yeah. cold. i, I actually just don't drink cold, cold water either oh really i like yeah <laughs> it's got to be room temperature and yeah, yeah. the tomatoes definitely have to be. And I like buying them a little bit um, hard, harder, uh, green, and so then they ripen. wait, wait yeah, till they yeah. ripen. Because, okay, uh, so I, I always thought, because my husband takes fruit, I keep some of the fruit in the fridge and some out mm-hmm. and sort of, and he like, so if he sees there's fruit in the fridge, he'll take it out and leave it out for about oh. an hour to go room temperature before he eats it. He goes, that's my fruit. I left it there. Don't touch it. Yeah. So um, so that so that does affect your brain health, I guess, then? No, or? it's not so much brain health. It's more like the ideal taste that, you know, for you for example you said you like your tomatoes room temperature some might prefer it in the fridge but you know flavor wise it's best in, um you know in room mm. temperature uh you mentioned um 
what else sorry um so that's one aspect the other aspect is just actually i encourage everyone to keep a fruit bowl on the bench because if you see fruit in front of you you're mm. going to want to eat it whereas that's when it's right. hidden in the fridge it's just like you mentioned it's going to roll away and you just don't say it so i definitely say it's a good idea to keep some on the bench so you can just grab and go mm. on the way to work yeah. um even if you chop some up in the fridge keep it out in the fridge so for me it's all about how, what's the best way that you're going to enjoy it, it to yeah. actually consume it? Yeah. And what about sweeteners then versus mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, some people you don't like normal sugar. They'll use the little sachets, mm-hmm. the, what do you call those? Equals. Those equals. equals. Yeah. Are they better or like, mm-hmm. is there a... Yeah. So what we know, I guess, people have strong opinions on this topic. Um, mm. But what we know, I guess, speaking about those artificial sweeteners, there isn't any compelling evidence that they're detrimental to our health. Um, and I think the only times that we do see concern is, for example, um, the in rodent studies, which we know that our, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not rats. Um, but the one thing that we've seen, um, one issue that might come up in the literature is that these um, artificial sweeteners can potentially um, affect your gut bacteria. Mm. Um, in saying that, the studies that they've done, that they've, gave them really really high doses which is beyond what any of us are going to consume so it's a bit of a i guess it's like from my perspective i'd say look if you can avoid them that's probably better mm-hmm. but if in saying that if you're going to drink a can of coke every day what's better the, the one that option is going to have like eight teaspoons of sugar or 12, um versus you know a, yeah. like a an option that's going to be a lot better i guess for dental health and, and just mm-hmm. um, calorie intake so I guess it's a it's a funny one and it's kind it's personal as well. So That's right. again, it's thinking about it could be like looking at the context of someone's whole diet. If you're having a really you know a healthy diet and you're having maybe a spoon of honey in your tea. That's probably not a big deal. But if you're just consuming your whole diet full of processed foods and, you know, then that's where it might be favourable to go for those, you know, the sweetened options, the sugars, mm. the artificial sweeteners. Mariam, look, it's already four to six o'clock already. Oh, no. I don't know where the time's gone. I've got so many other <laughs> oh, questions. You know but I'm not I... going to be able to ask them. But I want to just ask you, if anyone wants to, I think Edward asked maybe that question in the beginning, but if anyone does want to see you or where mm-hmm. you, how does someone approach a dietitian or a nutrition? Yep, do you sure. need to go through a doctor? How, do, how does that work? Yep. So, um, you actually don't need to go through a doctor. However, if you have a medical condition, you can absolutely get a um, request for an EPC, yep. which is like a plan that you can just, you know, request, um, you know, you can get a subsidized um, dietitian service. Um, and then if, but in saying that I see all clients, so you can absolutely just shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. and then and can we share on. your handle as well? So for those listeners who are interested, <laughs> we have Mariam Metwali and her Instagram handle was Tayib Nutrition. Yep. Tayib. So T-A-Y-Y-I-B Nutrition. Yeah. And there's a beautiful picture of a Turkish coffee cup on there too. I was, I was scanning and stalking her page before, as I always do. But that's nice to know because I always thought if you're going to nutrition you or a dietitian, you need to have GP referral or something. No, but, you don't. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's good to hear. Unless you've got – and obviously and you said depending on if you've got any medical conditions, Medicare or private health care is yeah, what yeah. doesn't cover. Okay, well, that's great. Excellent. Wow, you are such a lovely person. Thank you so, so much for coming on our program. Oh, thank it has you been for an having absolute me. pleasure. You know what, though? You did open up. Um, I, I'm now curious because I've really I've been looking Genetics. into gut, gut health. Mm-hmm. So I really want to talk about gut health as well because I know that it's the central, second brain, apparently. Mm. So maybe we can get you in for a part two and talk about <laughs> gut health. Um, but look, thank you so, so much for joining us, guys. You were listening to We Radio with your co-hosts, Bishra. 
Ergül. And Lydia. And yes, uh, for anybody that hasn't been able to um, take down Miriam's um, Instagram page, it's Taib, T-A-Y-I-B, Nutrition. Um, so tag along and um, reach out to her and ask any questions if you may. And um, I don't know, you might well, even... alternatively, you can just find her Instagram page on our on our own oh, Instagram yes. page, We Radio. And, um, and if, if you, you haven't have liked our page yet, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're, so. we're very upset. Please do so. <laughs> and um, also, if you do miss the sessions or you do want to listen to it again because if there was information that you missed, we are now a podcast. Woohoo! Thanks, Bushra. There's no applause. I still can't hear it because my earphones don't work. Yes, thanks yeah. to... Um, <laughs> Yay. So Thank with the help of um, Edgar and um, Bushra, Edgar, we will upload, the we'll upload them. So they're, they're again, obviously. But yeah, thank you very much, everybody. And um, it's two minutes to six. Thank you for listening to us. Um, and we will catch you all guys next week with a, probably another great big program. Absolutely. And we're going to leave you with my song right now. We're going to leave you with Barca and his new song, Kurganum Ona. Thank you. Who are you cooking to? No one, but I just like the song. It's a you nice know, beat. It's not about the song's words. No. Who are you upset with? I should no, probably. No, no one. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye for now. Onu bunu dinledi, gerçeği görmedi halimin. Kaldı içimde, ilk hevesimde. Kırgınım ona, beni hiç anlamasa da. Kötü konuşmam, iyi dileklerim olmasa da Vur bulurum ona, yüzüm saklasa da Sessizliğin bu yüzden o durmasa da